Hey friends, Meredith here. I know it's been a few weeks and I planned on this message being one entirely different, but God kept putting this one on my heart because it's National Infertility Awareness Week and those who are in this season need encouragement. So here I am. I get it. I've been there. This is a very hard topic. It's personal and everyone's journey is very different. It's also emotional, mental, and even spiritual. It takes everything out of you. I often say no matter how long you've waited for a child or if you don't get that child, it is a grief process much like losing a loved one and slowly. You have to be patient with yourself. I will tell you briefly what happened for me and then give you some tips. It's a long story, but so for me, I'm gonna try and keep it brief. I'm gonna take these glasses off. I had stepkids that I was helping to raise later in life. And so it really didn't feel to me like it was about me, that the Lord was really calling me to be a step parent to them because I had also been in childhood divorce and I needed someone who would just be solid for me. Um, I also, as a child of divorce and an only child, I didn't grow up wanting kids. I knew I wasn't going to be that person that, you know, had kids right out of college. I mean, I knew it was going to be a struggle for me um, to even realize that I wanted to be a mom. Um, so when we were finally ready, um, we looked at my reproductive health first, then we looked at his, and then we kind of started, we just really, in the very beginning, trusted God from the very beginning through all of it I was like I don't know what's going to happen Lord but you are going to show me every step you are going to lead us I trust you I don't know what your plan is but I trust you so when we looked at and this journey was kind of like a digging getting to the root getting to the root issue and I think for those of you that are going through this or have or you know may go through this you need to know that it's not, you know, don't just keep trying and trying and trying. You need to try, you need to check other things out. So one of the things with my reproductive health is that we checked out something called the Creighton method. I had endometriosis. I have a friend whose daughter had done it. Um, it's actually a program that's in various hospitals, not everywhere. It is actually a Catholic uh, method and it is a natural fa family planning method and it is a way let me not gross you out of studying your mucus when you study your mucus it literally over the course I did it over a couple months a doctor can literally read your results and see how dense your endometriosis is so that's what he did I had laparoscopic surgery and I think he said I had level three and some people say there is no levels but that really, the Lord removed, he went to the root of the issue and removed what needed to be removed. Um, his reproductive health. Now, he has had three children. He had a reversal. So um, we wanted to try as hard as we could naturally. So we had him, I don't know, re-reversed. Yes, my husband loves me a lot. I was very grateful. Um, and we tried for a long time um, and it did not work. So we decided to start pursuing fertility methods. And because the faith I grew up in is against some of these methods, which I now disagree with um, because I have a child from it, um, 
I had to work through some stuff with God. So if this is, if you're angry at God, I mean, whatever, maybe it's something like me, you have guilt, I don't know. You have got to get with the Lord about the internal stuff on this. Um, you've got to heal before you go into this because you don't want to be in this, into this all self-willed, all just kind of, this needs to happen, this just willing it because you really need God's help for your support and for, to give you favor. Um, so we met with a fertility specialist down in Carmel, Indiana. He walked us through the options because my husband's 10 years older and I was in my late thirties, early forties, you know, we needed some help. So eventually we started looking into my fertility again. I, they found some polyps, they removed the polyps and then we did a round of IVF. Now, before we did that, we made a decision that max we were going to do this twice because we did not want to be those people who were pushing, pushing, pushing God's will when it wasn't his will. So um, we actually only ended up doing it once and I'll tell you why. Um, but I went through the treatments, wasn't that bad. Um, but it was after I have anxiety, I have a tendency towards anxiety and it made my anxiety kind of go a little crazy. <laughs> Um, and I ended up in the ER with some panic stuff and the doctor just really didn't want to, um, do anything for a little bit after that. He wanted me to heal my mind and body, which I very much appreciated, even though I really hated them in the moment. So we withdrew my eggs. Um, I had, I don't know, 36 eggs or something. And then we went through the process of the embryo process. And what ended up happening was... The doctor left me a message saying you have only one embryo and he's like but that's all i need and it's funny because when we started the process of taking the embryos out this i mean the eggs out this nurse said you're you may get a lot but you need to be prepared it could get to not we could get to one and thank god she did i was kind of bitter at her like Meh. but i'm glad she did because it prepared me for what he said so um ironically uh we ended up finding a house and moving before we actually were able to um, transfer the embryo. And when we did, before we did, I mean, I've always been one that gets massages, but I got acupuncture, I got massages just to align my body. I was, I did not eat perfectly, but I tried to eat, make the best food choices. You know, you can't obsess about this because it's kind of a God plan thing. It's, um, you know, and all through that, it was this emotional, mental, spiritual game. Um, not game, but this, I needed to keep leaning into the Lord because it was such a waiting process. I literally had no control over it. And that is the thing about the fertility journey. You have no control over it. Yep. If you're on it, you're not one of those people that just, you know, sleeps with your husband and just has a kid right away. You're just not. And that's just how it goes. Now, some of you uh, may not go through IVF. Some of you may adopt. Some of you may choose not to. Whatever your process is, I highly suggest that you bring God into it because it is difficult and he already knows if you get angry. So um, you can be angry at him that it's not happening or you can cry your eyes out like I did many times. Like this is just hard, but you want to keep surrendering to him. So I eventually got pregnant with that one embryo, and that is my daughter, Ellie, who will be four in July. Miracle of miracles. She is an absolute miracle. 
This was over the course of a couple years. And I think a lot of people, and I'm going to talk about comparison, but a lot of people get into comparison of, well, mine was only a month and I had secondary. It, it's like people, it's like grief. Like, okay, you're... Your loved one died in a minute. Your loved one died. It's just, you just cannot compare it. I'm going to get to that. But um, I don't know where you are, what this journey looks like right now. Maybe you're at the beginning. Maybe you're at the point where you're like, oh my gosh, we are so done. Just, I want to give you these tips. And maybe you've already been through it and you're coming to the end. But these tips, I feel like may help you. Um, because a lot of times we think God is not in it because he's not giving us what we want. But that is not the God we serve. He doesn't just give us what he wants, what we, we want. He works things out for his good in and his time, not our plan. You may plan on, I want three kids and these are the times I want them. And then, oops, that's not how it goes. Well, you have to trust him in that plan. So let me jump into these six things. So number one, be gentle on yourself. This is a very physical process. Um, if you're having any kinds of procedures, any testings, and you just going to tons of doctors. It is mental. You get defeated when you don't get pregnant. You get defeated when you have to go to another doctor. You have to have a procedure that requires a longer, longer recovery time. This is where you need the Lord. You have got to be gentle on yourself. Psalm 46, sin, be still and know that I am God. You have got to know that he wants you to rest. He wants you to rest in him because you are not, I'm telling you, this is, if you don't know it yet, this is where you find out that you are not your boss. You are not the boss of your life. You are, but you're not. Um, you are going to think the emotional stuff, this is a whole, I'm going to have to do specific topics on this when I have my, my school, um, but you think you're going to be okay one minute. You're going to think you can go to an event where you can think you can go to a baby shower and you're like, I'm good to go. And then, oh, you're falling apart in the bathroom. Dude, it happens. Um, you're going to see somebody on Facebook who got pregnant and it's going to trigger you. And guess what? You're going to have to block them. Not because you don't love them, but because you have to protect your heart in this season. Doesn't mean you don't love them. Um, you may have to skip those baby showers. Um, it just means you're in a season. You have to put yourself first, put God first and then put yourself first. Cause it's your body that, um, in your mind, your whole being that you need to give Trust the Lord with, but also just walk it out, walk it out and just be gentle on your emotions and your physical body and your spiritual. Um, next one, too, kind of goes with it. Lean on God. Whatever you do, go get a journal. Don't go into some thinking that he's punishing you. I mean, yes, if you have that thought, you have got to address it or it's going to stay stuck and it is an ugly thought. You've got to get that thought out of your head. Don't stay there. The devil will use that as a weapon and try to keep you there and try to make you think it can't happen when it could. Um, believe, even if God feels far away because you're not getting what you want, believe the opposite. Tell him you believe the opposite. But God, I believe you. I believe you are here. I believe you are close. He is close to the brokenhearted and save those who are crushed in spirit. He knows your heart is breaking. He knows your spirit is breaking. You have got to understand that that is where he is. So your best bet is to pick up the Bible, listen to worship, and, and just seek him. He is the only one that's going to give you the peace that you need right now. The peace that surpasses all understanding. Lean on him. Even if you're angry, doesn't, doesn't scare him. Even if you don't understand his plan, 
It's fine. He gets it. Um, he understands. You are really going to need to delve into a relationship with the Lord. I think this is where if you don't have a relationship with him and he's just that up there, not down here, religion, you know, you're not going to feel close to him and you really need to feel close to him in this. Or you're just going to keep saying angry and feeling like he's really far away. Um, Isaiah 41.10. So do not fear for I am with you. Do not be dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Number three, know your worth in Christ with a child or not. Yes, I said that. That is a huge thing to learn in this journey. You have got to know that God created you for a purpose, that you are an amazing child of God as you are, baby or not. That is not what makes you who you are. I had to learn this too. I had to learn. I had to say to the Lord, I know you love me as I am baby or not. Doesn't mean you're not going to war inside with this, but you've got to face it and confront it. You've got to understand that your identity and worth lies in your identity in Christ, not in having a kid. Just because you see all these other mothers with kids doesn't mean. I mean, I am a woman that had uh, my own child at 42 and all of my friends, pretty much everyone I know was having kids upon kids upon kids and I wasn't, even when I wasn't thinking about it. And it's, you got to let all, you just, God has a different plan for you. Um, and if it isn't happening, you need to figure out or ask him to reveal to you what he's blessed with you with in this season. You have other gifts. You have other things to give to the world. You need to cherish those right now. You need to recognize who you are as a woman of God, as a child of God. Find out how much he values you. This again this is why the word is so important. Isaiah 44, 2. A whole bunch of Isaiah verses. Oh, my throat. These allergies. It says, this is what the Lord says. He who made you, who formed you in the womb, and who will help you. Do not be afraid, Jacob, my servant, Jeshurun, whom I have chosen. Now, this was the Lord spoke this to, jo to Jacob, but he made you. He formed you in the womb and he's going to help you. Number four, let go of the outcomes. I know we all have fear of outcomes. One of the most annoying verses, but true verses is Proverbs 19, 21, New Living Translation. You can make many plans, but the Lord's purpose will prevail. I know how hard this is. Get it. So get it, but it's important. You have to be realistic about what can happen and what can't happen. Um, that you have to, you know, imagine what your life would look like. Like you have to kind of loosen your grip and imagine what your life would look like with a child, without a child, because that's where you kind of surrender that plan and let go of that outcome. Um, and that's where when I was kind of focusing on my stepkids, you know, I love them with everything I've got. I still do. But I really had to say to the Lord, like, okay, I trust you. If these kids are the kids that I get to love and they're not, I didn't birth them, then okay, I trust you. And I had to trust him even if I had a hard time believing that. If the delays come, it's for his purpose. Trust it. I had so many little delays in this process of my, my womb healing. So many I can't even express to you. And some of them are so frustrating. Trust him. It's for his good. Number five, don't compare. I mentioned this earlier. 
but just be gentle on yourself. Try not to compare yourself to other moms that have as many kids as you want. Um, and don't compare your infertility or fertility struggle with somebody else going through it. Everybody's is different. Maybe someone you know ended up having a kid. Maybe someone you know didn't. Try just... I have a friend that she was struggling for a while. In fact, she just had this beautiful baby um, the other week, actually. Um, just total miracle. She struggled, you know, for years and we both did. And then I got pregnant and, you know, I remember saying to her, because she had a miscarriage, and I remember saying like, you know, oh, that's what I forgot. I had a miscarriage in the midst of all of that fertility stuff. I thought, oh, oh, the Lord doesn't, you know, need us to do this fertility stuff. And then I lost the baby. Anyway, she lost one too. And, um, you know, I remember saying to her, praying for her, like, okay, do not let the devil make you think that we are not sisters, that we are not sisters in Christ. Because he wants to kind of make you think that I don't understand. I don't understand. I may not understand your specific journey, but I understand the journey of infertility. It is so hard and painful and not enough people talk about it. So if you know me or you run into me or you watch this video, you better come up to me if you're struggling with it and talk to me about it or let me pray for you, please. We need others to talk about this. Whew. Um, the enemy is a liar if he tries to get you stuck in comparison or not. I mean, yes, you need your safe people on this journey. But if there's somebody who gets this journey, you know, just be just listen for the Lord's uh, guidance on it. Yes, it may be like, OK, I can't really talk to that person as much more because she had a baby and I'm struggling with it right now. But he may also have that person in your life to give you hope to pray for you. So try not to compare because the devil will use that as a way to hurt your heart and divide you from friends. Um, Galatians 6, 4 through 5. Each of you must examine your own actions. Then you can be proud of your own accomplishments without comparing yourself to others. Assume your own responsibility. I kind of say that it's just walk your path out. It doesn't matter. I don't care what she's doing. You walk your path out. Number six, be patient. I know. Yuck. Oof. Joyce Meyer, I know, always says, you know, don't pray for patience. Or you're going to get all these tests that make you patient. It's not going to be fun. Waiting for a baby is a marathon. I have run five marathons and I can tell you it is a marathon, not a sprint. And you know what? You really don't know what or when the finish line's coming. So you are in training in physical, in spiritual, mental, emotional ways. I mean, kind of like a marathon. It, it affects every part of you. This is a time where I suggest that even if you are going through physical, mental, all that, work on the spiritual, focus on the spiritual, make it a time of growing intimate with the Lord, get closer to him. This is when you're going to learn about perseverance, endurance, and trusting God in each step. This is something that whatever the outcome is, I believe that if you trust the Lord, you are going to say, he brought me through that. He gave me peace, even though it didn't happen. He gave me peace and he brought me a baby. He he brought me a child that I got to adopt. You just don't know. You don't know what his plan, in, plan is. He also may have this other plan for you that you just don't even know. Or maybe you're not even acknowledging because you are so... Your death grip is on the idea that you want a child. Release it. Release it to the Lord. 
and let him take your yoke. It is so much on your shoulders. Give it to him. It's going to happen in God's time and God's way. Be patient. Romans 5, 3 through 5. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance, character, and character hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Praise God in the storm. I will praise you in the storm. Praise him in the storm. You need playlists. I mean, I have a friend going through this and I just made a center 50 songs for this season of addressing whether or not she's going to have a kid. You need to have a playlist ready. If you don't, text me, message me. I'll get one going. Um, just trust God. I know a lot of you don't want to, but you got to. <sighs> That's it. Lord. Whoever is watching this, I don't know when they're watching this. Maybe it's a day later. Maybe it's a year later. Maybe it's five years later. I don't know who needed to hear this message, who needed to know that you are with them on this journey of trying to have a child, um, who needed to be encouraged by these six things to help them out, Lord. But I just pray that you meet them where they are, that they know that you're there, even if they're struggling with how you're there with them. Reveal yourself to them. Give them a heart to want to seek you in this difficult time because we know that you are with the hurting and the broken. Help them see that you are closer than ever, Lord. And I pray that you bless their wombs. I pray that you, in your time, in your way, bring these women a child when it is your time. And you know what? I also pray that those who don't get one, that you show them how much, and all these women, I pray that you show them how much you love them, how much you are worthy of, you know, they are worthy of your love. They just, it, it, they, whether they have a child or not, they don't, they need to know their value, Lord. I just pray that they see that in you and that their identity is in you no matter what. I pray if there is a woman here that didn't get to have one, that you just bring her peace, this peace that surpasses all understanding. I pray that she has a desire to seek you. And, and know that that gap that is in her heart for wanting to have had that kid, that you can fill every crevice of it, Lord. And I just pray for any women that have to have any kind of procedures, testing, anything on this fertility journey, that you are with them, that they know you're with them, that whatever their recovery process is, that they know that you're going to take care of them, Lord. I pray that in this journey of grief, in the journey of infertility and the journey of healing physical healing all of it i just pray that they seek you lord and you give them rest in jesus mighty name amen okay guys that's it kind of long but i know those of you going through this is probably gonna feel like a minute because it's a hard journey all right uh for my regular listeners next week is going to be the last um Mm-hmm. Episode the of this season, and I'll tell you why. Um, and it's gonna be on called the pivot. It's gonna be the pre-pivot message because the first one of the next season will be the following week. So stay tuned and I will see you next week. I know it's been a minute, but there's reasons for that, and I'll explain. Okay. God bless you. <laughs>